Hello, hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to Casual Cognition. We are overjoyed to have you here again with us today. We got a great episode for you. We're going to get way out there in this one. And this one is especially cool because it was inspired by one of our listeners, Keenan. Thank you so much for sending us an email about synchronicities or about a lot of things, but asking us to talk about synchronicities. So we get into that and all sorts of other fun stuff. And the last thing I wanted to say is there's a couple little technical difficulties in the beginning part of this episode. So if there's anything that sounds a little weird, don't worry, we do get our shit together. So thanks again for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. And we're live. Live again. So great to be here in my closet. My favorite place in the world. Because the world's not here. It's just you and me. (laughs) And somehow temporally linked to our dear listeners. Indeed. I, uh, I never quite forget their etheric presence hovering over our shoulders. You know, it's actually really interesting that you that that we got here uh, so quickly because you know you and I we've been doing this podcast now for a couple months and we obviously love it. We, I mean, this is one of my favorite things to do, and I know it's the same for you. But like, you know, we're we're just kind of getting started with the whole thing. It's we're just starting to get the the wheels turning. So a lot of the time, like it kind of feels like we're just in a vacuum, right? Yeah. Uh, and we know that it's it's slowly changing and it's slowly growing. and But most of the time, it's just you and I. Mm-hmm. But every once in a while, one of these nodes somewhere These little the shoulder angels. Will light up in our temporal mega brain and, they'll, and then we'll get a little feedback. And those moments are always so beautiful for us because it reminds us that this isn't just you and I having our conversations that we've been having for a decade, but this is actually a far-reaching temporal communication uh, that that causes this ripple effect with the different nodes that are that are receiving the signal. Uh, and yeah, like we've said before, like, it's just amazing when we get those signal, when we get a signal coming back and then it reminds us like, oh shit, this is actually real. This is actually inspiring for people and people are learning and they're excited about what we're doing. And that excites us and inspires us to do more and to, to, to continue what we're doing. That's right. And it just gives uh, me a big butterflies feeling because um, it, it is kind of difficult to contextualize like, oh, there's actually people out there having fun listening to us. Um, it's just a weird thing. I'm sure that people, you know, whenever somebody becomes a celebrity, but like people who 
end up in a performance this or that or in some kind of public sphere um something happens where people know you and know who you are and know what you're all about but you don't know them or you don't know them as well and this um has happened to me a few times i know it's happened to you a few times via these emails where somebody will give us a communication or something and suddenly you're like oh this person who i don't really know who lives hundreds if not thousands of miles away from me is listening to my voice and enjoying it and reaching out to me to say hello it's just a it's it's basically a miracle like a technological miracle yeah <laughs> like you were just we were having an ancillary conversation before this and you just mentioned that old, that old quote any uh tech sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic yeah like, to me to me getting one of these emails from somebody i don't know is like oh that's magic yeah absolutely and yeah and you know for for now most of the communication we've had has been through people that either you or i know yeah uh which makes sense because in the beginning stages it's spreading organically through yeah. our our direct networks the people that we know but even that you know when we've talked about this before it's like a friend just being nice will listen to one episode or half of an episode and be like yeah it was really cool but a friend being nice doesn't listen to every single episode yeah and get super excited about it and give us an email like that's that's something different that's that's a genuine authentic uh excitement and involvement and that to me is really beautiful and uh we actually i mean this episode is actually brought to you our dear listeners by one of you one of them one of us uh we got an email from homie shout out keenan he gave us an email uh which was very beautiful i i was touched it warmed my heart to read this and i actually i just want to read like just two just maybe one or two sentences from it because he he gave us a topic suggestion uh and I, and it's, a, I think, a great jumping off point for us. So, um, yeah, so this is what he said. To me, it seems that synchronicity slash intuition is one of the greatest keys to life. Following that gut feeling, that flow can bring one to their true calling slash place in this life, which I correlate with many positive qualities for a happy existence. And he goes on to... You ought to just have him on, man. I don't know why you're wasting <laughs> your time with me. He sounds like he knows. He has good words. <laughs> so, yeah, and he goes on. He, you know, there's a lot more details, but, like, I think that's a really good jumping-off point. So what he's saying is, like, finding being in touch with our intuition and 
be, being in this place where we are seeing seeing these different synchronicities are to him this is like one of the keys to one of the keys to life it's like to, to life and that's that's a pretty bold claim some would say uh but i actually i happen to agree actually uh in this case because for, yeah so for those maybe we should take a step I gonna, back i was gonna ask you to back up and uh let's let's define yeah. terms here for people because synchronicity is a it's becoming more and more of a buzzword, but yeah, I think a it's lot a little of people, esoteric. I yeah, think for yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah, I think a lot of people either just have no idea what it means, or they sort of um, misinterpret it. But basically, what a synchronicity means is it's kind of it's kind of like a more specific um, and esoteric synonym for coincidence um it refers to a situation that doesn't really have um an explanation to it an obvious like sequential order that you can say this thing led to this thing led to this thing but it ends up being some kind of um like things seem in order for something to happen in your life that um, generally synchronicities are, are considered to be positive. So, um, it's a small, simple example that happens to Hank and I quite a bit. Um, we will think about each other. I'll, I'll think about Hank or something. And then next thing you know, I'll get a call from him. And vice versa. Or um, for a, um, a more out there synchronicity. Say you are... It's kind of like the, 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 the small world thing where you're walking in a city and you see somebody you know and you're visiting that city, they're, they're visiting that city, and you happen to run into each other. And it's like, what? okay, well, what are the odds of that happening? It's extremely unlikely, unlikely that that happens. But it seems to happen that these extremely unlikely situations just tend to happen quite a bit, way more than you'd expect, and we call them synchronicities. And the... Um, it, 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 when you kind of dive into this concept and um, especially getting into a lot of like mystic traditions and esoteric traditions, it becomes more of like an intentional thing and a thing of awareness where you start to see these positive coincidences happening around you more and more. But it comes, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but I just wanted to kind of define it a little bit for people. Yeah. It's a good call. Another great example. I mean, this one was just too funny. Like, uh, yeah. So ba basically, the idea is, and, and like, yeah. One one of the components to synchronicity is like, it's generally believed that the more one is following 
their their dharma or like their path at like their individual if they're really on the path going in the in the direction that they need to be going for their personal and spiritual growth then they will tend to see more and more of these synchronicities which is really interesting yeah. but one more example i wanted to give which is hilarious is we got this email and in this email where he's asking us to talk about synchronicity he mentioned dungeons and dragons yeah he's he, and he brought we, it up as like a side thing it wasn't even a, a side part thing of the email. totally like, unrelated oh, yeah. I, I played dungeons and dragons with this guy who happens to be a mutual friend of ours and we were talking about the podcast and then he got into talking about the podcast from that yeah and the thing that's so trippy about that is we had just we basically just finished recording an episode where the last segment we were talking about dungeons and dragons yeah so you know then there's this that's one of those things where it's like okay what what are the chances of that like that's that's not even something because you know you could say like oh well you know you're probably both nerds and like it's like i've played dungeons and dragons like a handful of times i never literally had two conversations about dungeons and dragons in our in our 10 year history or 12 year <laughs> yeah. history before our podcast where you mentioned it yeah so little little things like that uh but what's really interesting is like with synchronicity you know it's not just like it doesn't really matter what it is it's more like it gives you this feeling like what i'm doing is right yeah. like i'm on the right track and it's a really yeah. pos it's like a positive reinforcement uh kind of loop and um so i think there's something else i wanted to mention uh, but I kind of lost it. I think it'll it'll come come back to me. It'll come point. back around. Yeah. But um, getting into the the deeper part that Keenan was talking about the in the email, um, as I said, if you if you begin to get into the more mystical tradition, synchronicity becomes more of a of an important aspect because. In these traditions, it's it's kind of seen as like a um, uh, like the it's like a wink from yeah, the universe, yeah, the universe like. working for you. the 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 thought is that the universe is alive. And we're back. We are back after some interference from our machine overlords. Yeah, the um, I don't know what happened, but my computer decided to just start shitting multiple bricks, and we had to uh, postpone due to my work schedule. So, um, we're just gonna jump right back into it. Um, we just checked out where we left off, so we're gonna jump right back into the synchronicity conversation. So, apologize for the uh the break <laughs> apologizes apologizes for the break apologizes for the break <laughs> are you narrating <laughs> you, uh, yourself oh god
Uh, much apologize. Yeah, so yeah, so basically, our alien overlords, alien machine overlords, are trying to keep this message from propagating through our species. They want to keep us asleep, so they have interfered. But now we have our uh, protective gamma radio interference matrix set up so we should be shielded from any uh negative ion buildup i've actually painted runic warding icons all over <laughs> my studio i came home my, my girlfriend thought i had joined some weird new religion because whenever you look at them directly your eyes start to hurt but it keeps the demons out so the that the message that they're so desperately trying to keep away from you, hilariously, this is right where it cut off, um, is that the 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 thought, the sort of idea is that the universe is alive and conscious, and it's sort of an an extension of the coincidence um, happening with that as the premise, like it's a. It's, it's a coincidence, but there's intention behind it from the universe. At least that's how I always mm. have interpreted synchronicity. It's kind of a it's kind of a buzzword these days, so different people, I'm sure, interpret it in different ways, but usually that's the way that I see it used. Mm. But I love that concept because it's so like have you, have you ever heard of the uh, heard of the term pronoia? Pronoia. Yeah, it's the I opposite. I feel like I've heard it, but I'm not sure what it means. It's the opposite it's of the opposite paranoia. Of paranoia. Yeah. So paranoia mm-hmm. is the thought that there's like a sort of conspiracy somewhere to do you harm, right? And you know you're you're freaking out about what you can't see and can't predict, and mm. that's working against you. So pronoia right. is the thought that there's a secret conspiracy to do good things for you and for you to like <laughs> make you a better happier person it seems a lot more a lot more uh practical and useful uh way to see the world yeah it's just a fun but it, but it is it is also really interesting how like you know and this is related in some way but essentially you know the more that we so it's it's related to this pattern recognition thing, right? So just to quickly jump back to the the synchronicity idea, like for me, uh, if we wanted to look at it, you know, from a from a more scientific standpoint, we could we could consider that, you know, when we look at flow, we talked about flow and we've talked about it before in previous episodes. And one of the characteristics of that is a heightened ability for pattern recognition right mm-hmm. and that's part of what's happening in, in with these synchronicities is you notice these patterns that are occurring and the connections between what what is happening uh internally and externally and how and how those connect and um obviously sorry i just i just distracted myself by saying connection and then how those connect (laughs) and now i'm 
burying i'm digging myself deeper and deeper into (laughs) a pit of self-doubt and semantic oblivion uh fuck i forgot where i was going bro (laughs) you're gonna have to you're gonna have to Um, rescue me from this one well i think one of the things that you're getting at here is that uh, first of all the flow state comes down to like a super heightened like focus and state of awareness at least that's one of the major aspects to it and when you're in that like single um singular focus state one pointed attention state all of your all of your pattern recognition software is focused on what's in front of you instead of like running a bunch of different things in the background because usually whenever we're just walking around in a day-to-day we've got a bunch of different things we're thinking about all at once yeah so if your brain is like totally focused on just walking around and there's no extras going on um hilariously this is starting to remind me of my computer um (laughs) then it, it it has more ability to pick up on these patterns that are around and yeah um i think there it's it's sort of just up to your interpretation and your your um your view on things because i feel like it'd be almost impossible to test this but how much is you just recognizing patterns and how much is patterns coming alive to do something for you and um, yeah and it's there's also this element where like yeah it's like a positive feedback loop yeah so each time you see so like yeah these patterns these serendipitous patterns that you notice it kind of is like oh shit this is like i'm onto something here and then there's this element of inspiration and uh excitement like oh this matters which feeds into the process which leads to more flow more pattern recognition and like yeah i think where i was going earlier when i dug myself in a hole was like how that leads to or it can for some people very open-minded people maybe that can lead to this state of pronoia yeah Yeah. where that keeps happening and you're like holy shit the universe is conspiring to help me become enlightened (laughs) or like (laughs) to make my life the best it can possibly be next thing you know you're writing a grimoire you've got followers your hair is really long you're wearing robes it's not a cult we're just we're just people gathering we'll do a we'll we'll get into cults in a in a later episode i am throwing my hat in the ring for cult leader i'm just we'll move on but um I do think that it can be a very positive and and helpful way to live life. And we've talked a little bit about like just doing these things as thought experiments. And I really like that way of approaching it for most people because people can be really skeptical about these kind of things. I mean, I, I just, I have the ability to sort of ignore skepticism when there's no point in it like there's no there's no downside to walking around for a day and being like yeah you know the the 
the bad things that are happening to me are to teach me lessons and the good things that are happening to me are you know blessings and you know the 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 world is conspiring to make me a better happier person as long as i'm like working towards that goal too yeah like, there's no there's no downside to that as long as you're not like yeah, also going up to people and being like I'm going to fucking murder you if you don't believe that this is happening to you as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it comes back to Pascal's wager again, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I it's, forgot it's, about that. It's that exact same thing. Like, if you're wrong, having that belief is still benefiting you and your life. Like, that is going to make your life better if you believe that, regardless whether or not it's true so in in a sense whether it's true or not is kind of a moot point and we definitely aren't capable as fucking monkeys to figure out whether or not that's true yeah for real we can say well there's no evidence or we can say well i've experienced it but in the end at the end of the day neither of those really prove anything so i totally agree with you like if if it if it's ser- if it's a belief that serves you and it serves uh it serves existence in some in some kind of way uh helps helps you helps others why the fuck not yeah and you know um do you know anything about the uh, the twelve step program? Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm familiar. It it gets a lot of shit for one specific aspect of it, um, especially in America. I don't know, I don't know how it's seen in other countries um, around this aspect, and America is particularly volatile surrounding this. But um, one of the steps is to surrender to a higher power. Yeah. And it's gotten a lot of criticism because it's like, like, what the fuck? You're just trying to indoctrinate addicts into religions whenever you're they're at their most vulnerable point. But, um, and there, I'm sure that there's examples of people doing that, but that's not the norm at all. And that's not the point. It's not the point. The, um, the way it's supposed to be communicated is that like, it, it doesn't matter what the higher power is. And that higher power can just be, like, the best possible manifestation of yourself. Which is, yeah. it, it, it It can be, a, that's, that's like a philosophical or even poetic type of thing rather than a religious thing or a supernatural thing. It's just like, no, the person, the thing that I'm going to surrender to is the best part of myself. My, my, my yeah, highest my intentions. Yeah, my own potential. Yeah. <clears throat> Or it can be the beauty of the universe, or it can be, um, it can even be like, like my friends and family who, the people in my life who love, love me. But the important aspect is you're surrendering to something that's outside of the part of yourself that's addicted. And, and, and that surrender is really important. So for me, there's getting back to synchronicity, um, it helps me to to have that aspect of like letting go and surrendering and especially whenever things are tough it's like all right 
you know, you know, it's really easy to tell somebody, why worry about stuff you can't control? Well, there's there's no rational reason why, but it's almost <laughs> impossible not to. <laughs> yeah. And this is a very like real way to to try and work on that is like I'm going to work on the aspect of surrendering or the act of surrendering. I mean, and yeah, it doesn't matter what and you that's... surrender to. You're just trying to surrender this negativity, this worry, this paranoia and turn it yeah, into I mean... pronoia. Yeah, I mean, it makes me think of, I mean, there's obviously so many examples, but to take one that everybody knows, let it be. Like, just because it makes me think of surrendering to each and every moment that we experience in the deepest depths of despair to just surrender to that and to let it be rather than trying to escape it or trying to blame other people or ourselves or whatever and getting into these fucking mind games uh, and solving the problem or fucking figuring it all out, you know? That's all yeah. that shit is... It doesn't go anywhere. Um, and and I think it's... it's This is a really... Um, I think this actually segues perfectly into the next topic, which is, like, navigating when lost, right? So for me, I mean, I've already kind of touched on it, but the thing when I, for, for my speaking for myself, like when I'm lost, I'm, I'm up here, man. I'm, I'm in my head. He's pointing to his head. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Uh, I'm in this like cerebral neocortical analysis paralysis by analysis shit where Mm. i'm sitting here in a sea of uncertainty trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and it's also you know it's a very egoic state of this like hyper focus on like oh what am i gonna do and me and like oh they have they got it all figured out looking around and thinking that everybody else has it figured out. But I, what about me? And like, you know, it's, and that, you know, surrender that you and I talked about is, it's really the first step. I think so. At least when, when, when we have noticed that we're lost yeah, I guess the, the first, first step, step is noticing that you're lost. I've yes. been wandering around the forest for about 18 years. <laughs> yeah. it's, I think I ought to get back to some kind of pathway here. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the first step, yeah, it's it's awareness. It's just the simple, the simple awareness of, like, okay, something is up. Well, that also is an ego thing, too, because to do that, you have to admit to yourself that, like, hey, you know, my either my compass is off or I've been ignoring it for a while. Yeah. And I need to get back on track. And that's a that's a tough place to be. And I've been honestly, if you start doing this, you'll probably find that you like go through regular cycles of falling off the wagon and getting back on Mm. so 
Um, I think that this can happen in a in a small setting and also in a very big setting. Um, you know, a small setting for me, um, just morning routines and and getting back to my good daily habits and things like that. I all the time fall off the wagon and get back on with that. And yeah. it's always the the first step is always to notice what's been going on notice that I haven't been doing it noticing it, how it makes me feel how it like um, brings me down in various ways um, and it it's always it's always shitty and <clears throat> yeah that moment when you realize like wow I haven't I haven't gone to the gym or I haven't got on the mat or whatever whatever that thing is that you know just feeds your well-being or what many things even yeah. and then that moment when you realize like oh I haven't fucking done that thing that I love that makes me feel good in weeks yes just like oh and usually it's usually it's a it's a combination of things too so usually yeah. I'll be able to like latch on to one thing. Well, I've been doing really good on my art lately, but I haven't been doing any yoga. Yeah. Or I've been doing really good on my meditation lately, but I haven't sat down and done any art. Or I haven't, um, you know, I haven't been keeping up with my friends like I should be. Um, and dude, that's the thing that's so hard about this is like that is also a trap. To be always like, oh, you know, because it's this, it's like, there, it's never it's like a enough. never enough it's, yeah it's never i'm never good enough you know that's yes. a whole another fucking trap <laughs> that we'll get into in another episode <laughs> like fucking hell well um for this one there's a lot of different uh little metaphors that that, that i could break into here i think one hilarious thing to talk about here is what happened to us a few days ago. Um, I got pretty lost when on how the fuck my computer was going to get fixed. I couldn't figure it out. And mm. it was just some, some shit running in the background, basically. There's an update going on. Just typical computer nonsense. But, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a million different ways that that could frustrate me and Hank and, and, you know, throw us off in this or that way. We decided, like, look, let's just set it down, put it aside, we'll come back to it later. And sometimes the best way to navigate when you're, in, in, like, run up in, into a really bad obstacle is to just drop it for a period of time. Mm. And this happens to me at work a lot of times, um, and this is actually pretty, um, a pretty famous concept in the like craftsman in industry, people who do like complex construction work. Sometimes when you run into a problem and you're sitting there working on it for a few hours, you can't figure it out. You, the best thing to do is to just drop it and come back to it the next day because the, yeah. And then don't think about it. Don't worry about it because what happens is, is that <clears throat> when you pull away from something like that, when you pull away from a problem or an obstacle, your brain takes it from like the conscious forebrain problem solving and it moves it into the subconscious problem solving and they they do things in yep. very different ways so yeah. the old saying well why don't you sleep on it it's a real thing like it's a real 
um, function of the brain to pull away from something and then do run it through your internal problem solvers subconsciously and then you go back to it and suddenly you you're like oh it was so simple I don't know why I didn't see it before and so, so for me um, I often have to to do that like I'm just gonna drop this and come back to it, it happens to me in art all the time where yeah. there's something I want to do there's something I want to I want to make look a certain way and you know I sit there I'm frustrated I am fucking it up over and over again and I just drop it I go and take bear for a walk I eat some food and I come back to it three or four hours later and suddenly I know exactly what I want to do yeah and that can also happen um on like a even on like more of a micro scale like because we that's again part of the the flow the mm -hmm. process of flow is like yeah. you get into this thing and there's this challenge and it's like fuck and you feel this like it, it can almost be like a frustration yeah. like fuck I, I don't know what's going on here and then if you just take like it could be if it's like really difficult and you've tried this a bunch and it still doesn't work then maybe you need to drop it for a while but there can be just a release, just a letting go for even just a few seconds. Like just drop it and forget about everything and just relax and breathe and feel what the fuck is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, take a couple seconds or minutes to do that and then go back in. That's another way to do it uh, totally. from like the short term perspective. And if that doesn't work, then sometimes you need more like time for processing. Yeah. Uh, so, and I, and I think, you know, another, this is something that I've, that I've been thinking about recently, uh, like other ways to aid in this, in this navigation. Um, because, you know, for, for me right now, I have a lot of freedom in my life, which is amazing. I, I'm in a, really cool place where I can explore with all of these different things. But, you know, that is awesome in one way, but it's also fucking difficult to, to structure my time and my life to where mm -hmm. I am actually doing the things because it's not just, like there are so many things that I love doing, but just because I love doing something doesn't mean I'm going to do it Yeah. because there's all kinds of fucking people in my head <laughs> that all want different shit. And there's base instinctual stuff that gets in the way and gets crossed wires and all this shit. Uh, so like th there's a difficulty that comes with that. And so, um, but so th there's, there's other tools that we can use for this navigation process. And that's when it comes, that's what comes down to, or it comes down to, um, basically implementing a system yeah. or a program. And, you know, we, we've talked a lot about programming, like, you know, cultural conditioning and, and all of these, all of this fucking malware that we have, but and, you know, a lot of people go like, oh, I don't want to fucking program. Like, I want to be free. And, yeah, definitely, you want to be free. But then you realize at a certain point that we can we can actually program in 
stuff that is that is going to aid our development and that's like you know programming in the morning routine yeah. programming in time for being in silence programming in time to take care of our bodies programming in time to work on the things that we care about and we love because it's not enough to just love and care about something like sometimes you totally. fucking feel like shit and you don't want to do anything but if you have the program and you have the discipline then you can keep keep moving forward you know yeah yeah i also like to have lots of options in that because of what you're you, yeah you got to keep it flexible like got to keep it flexible like it's re- it's a bad idea to have one positive thing in any category so if, if it's like for example, like if it's a physical thing, you don't want your only outlet for that to be either I go for a run or I don't do anything. You want to have a lot of options available because some days you're going to feel like yeah. going for a run. Some days you're going to feel like lifting weights. Some days you're going to feel like doing yoga. Some days you're going to feel like doing something else. And if you just leave yourself one option in that category or artistically, same thing, you know, you're going to feel like doing different mm-hmm. things on different days. But it is way more likely for you to skip it if you can focus in on one thing you really don't like so you know i have lots of different arts types that i do mediums that i do and if i feel a little creative um but i don't feel like painting there's plenty of other outlets that i can use that on and then it's, it's i'm still i'm still getting all the benefit of doing that even if it's not the one that i would most like to improve on that just doesn't matter to me because it's not about becoming some great artist it's about being creative in general Hmm. Um, it's not about becoming an artist it's about being an artist Um, but it it is (laughs) I think you bring up a really good point about how just because you love something doesn't mean you're going to do it it's like did I did I buy a bunch of new art supplies over the weekend that I'm really happy to get and um, try out when they come in? Yes. Did I also buy the Halo Master Chief collection on Steam and play that for like seven <laughs> hours? Yes, I did too. I did both. Um, and you've there comes a time depending on your, the structure of whatever, however you're living that you've got to say no to various people in, in your brain mm. and 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 like oh yeah in your brain yeah for sure like these different um yeah these different egoic formations yeah. that aren't and like habits and and people outside that aren't serving uh serving out what we need and and you know and that's where it comes even further into you know, the, like, you know, having a, a value system, having like, because it's, it's so helpful, I think, for our minds to like, we got to filter shit out, especially where we're at today. There's so much fucking information that we're being inundated with and we're being, we have these companies that are hell bent on absorbing all of our attention yeah and just 
feeding us. Your attention uh, is this super in- valuable. Super fucking valuable. And like for me, if if I don't have a strong like this is what's important to me, then I will be fucking just go just a fucking leaf in the wind. Mm-hmm. And um and this is I guess we're gonna get into it a little bit later, but like that is what religion is for a lot of people. Like a structure. Uh, yeah, it's this mm. value yeah. structure. And it is like it's like a moral framework for like, okay, what is the good life, right? Yeah. And I guess I'll just pause. We'll keep that for a little bit later, yeah. but I just wanted to make that connection here. Yeah. And um, for me, another huge thing that um that goes into navigating when i'm not doing good is patience because mm-hmm. you know it, it it's one thing if you're if you're not doing anything there's an inertia aspect to a lot of people's problems when they're they're in these kind of things but for for me it's um it's more often that like the the structure and the momentum of my life is carrying me forward and it's trampling all over the things that I want to do with it. And right. So like there needs to be, and sometimes that's just all I have to do. I just, I've got to work. I've got a busy week and I don't have the time and the energy to do certain things that I want to do. Um, or, you know, there's um there's a situation in my life like right now with the hernia that I can't I'm going to have to wait for a while to do like heavy exercise mm-hmm. um and I and, and I can let those periods get me down really easily it becomes very right. uh, discouraging and so um patience is a huge aspect for me um, and that goes along with surrender, kind of surrendering to the moment, surrendering to the situation and being patient. And then I also, because I, I do have a very like pro noia kind of view of, of the, my life in the world. Um, I have like a genuine belief that if I'm being patient and surrendering and doing my best and like trying to do the right thing, then my life will tend towards the direction that I want it to go without me having mm-hmm. to like force it to do so. Right. So there's, there's a, it's, it's, it's a balance, you know, there's an aspect where if you're just sitting on your ass and you don't have any structure and you're not doing anything, then you're lost in a certain way, but you're, you're more lost because you wandered off into the forest and sat down, didn't go anywhere. Like, well, I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Well, you're not moving anywhere. So yeah, you're not going to get anywhere yeah. but where you are. And then there's the other kind yeah. where you're just wandering in the woods, not knowing where, where you're going and just, you know, not, not taking any action to, um, to correct your path. And then there's the type where you're just, you know, you're following um, 
I'm getting deep into this metaphor here. Somebody but, else's path. Well, you, I, I was more thinking like you're following a river, and you're wandering. You're it's winding through the woods, and you're not sure where it's going, but it's the best guidepost you've got, and you you believe yeah. that at that that river will take you to where you want, where you can, where you can find the path. So you know, like I said, I'm getting deep into a little too deep into that metaphor, but um, well. I got to say, dude, it's it's really, really good just to jump in real quick because, you know, the first one, this going into the forest and just sitting down, like, that might be helpful for a time. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you... Because this is, I think, an issue for people, especially young people, like, starting out they're finally like, okay, I'm in the world now, right? And there can definitely be this this paralysis. And it's like, well, I have no fucking idea what I want to do. I have yeah. no clue. And the problem with just sitting down and trying to figure it out and trying to think it through is you're never going to figure it out. Yeah. Like, you got to just start walking and the thing that's nice there's a very big difference between walking in a random direction literally in the forest and walking in a random direction in this metaphorical forest because what happens in this metaphor is we start walking in a direction and we get feedback yeah we get this intuitive feedback that's like this is something or this is definitely not. And the thing is, is even if it's this is definitely not where I want to go, that is more valuable than just sitting down and being yeah. like, I have no fucking idea. It's a negative data point. It's like, okay, well, exactly. so, you I know, went the wrong direction, but now I know not to go that direction. And that's exactly. just learning now from you know, mistakes. Exactly. So now it's like, okay, about face probably somewhere in that direction and then you then you go and um and then the other one like you were talking about again this is a great a great one like you're just wa you're just wandering around but if you're disconnected to the intuitive feedback if you're if if we're disconnected from the voice that's like dude what the fuck are you doing you hate this <laughs> Why, why are you still doing this? Like you want to fucking, you want to be a carpenter or whatever, whatever it is. You want to be a fucking clown. You want to be a like, podcast Like, what are you host? doing? I yeah. want to be a clown. Uh, <laughs> I want to be y'all's audio internet clown. We pretty much are. That's, we're pretty much there already. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, go on. But yeah, I mean, so... Yeah, and then and then the other one is just yeah, just like, um, so the third the third one you mentioned that's just yeah, following something because somebody told you yeah, just follow the river. You go okay, well that's ideology, religion, yeah, whatever. It's the best it's the best case scenario I've got until I find something better. Yeah, uh, and there's and the same issue can happen there. Yep. Uh, as the second one where if we're not connected to our intuition and if we're not listening to if we're not if we don't have our eyes on the compass then we just keep following the thing and that yeah. at a certain point maybe and that's what's really cool is sometimes 
that river, like it starts off and you're going in the right direction. Yeah. And then it's, and it feels like, oh, this is off. fucking something. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this is actually really amazing. And then at a certain point, it might be like, okay, well, eh, uh, maybe I should go that way. And then that's a critical point. Yeah. And if you're if you find yourself following the river and you see the branching off path and you think that's the way you should go, I think that's probably the most difficult place to be. Because yeah. if you're following the river, if you're following some um religion that you've been following for a long time, or you're following the expectations of your family or others you're the following well beaten path. Yes, you're following the expectations of society on you. Or maybe even just the expectations of yourself at a younger age when you yeah. thought that something was going to make you happy. I know a lot of people who do that sort of thing. Well, I'm going to be a doctor because I've wanted to be a doctor since I was eight. But now that I'm 22, I actually know what being a doctor is about. And it fucking sucks. And I don't like it. And mm. so the, I think that the most difficult thing is when you feel for a long time like you've got the path and then you see another path that branches off that you're like oh that's definitely where I should be going but everything else is screaming at you don't fucking leave the river this is what you've always done is what we've always done this is the right way to go that's yeah that's what's comfortable right yeah yeah so yeah we touched on that like so what's uncomfortable is where we grow and diverging and going on our own way is pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. It might also be exciting and like, holy shit, there's so much to learn, but there, like there are elements of ourselves that die when we do that. You know, there are these, these ego structures that, that have to die for us to become this new person. And that's a painful that's a painful process. Yeah. And then sometimes it's all it also includes the death of relationships, you know? Yeah. It happens. It it's it's unfortunate, but people every single day uh, end up having to um make the difficult decision of I'm I'm going to do this because I know it's right even though my friends or my family will react at the best react very badly to it at the worst not want to have a relationship with me anymore and mm. i've seen it's happened to a friend or two of mine yeah and it's it, it it's almost weird it's creepy to see because it's one of those things where it's like most people i don't know maybe not most people but i would say i would guess most people probably only see that sort of thing on tv in in you know dramas or whatever like like dramatic breakups of friends and family because of a you know personal decision a political decision a religious decision but i've literally seen it happen and you know it's it's a strange strange thing when somebody chooses their ideology over what they've up until that point claimed to be somebody that they loved and cared about like no matter what it's like, oh, so yeah, the no man, matter what the, was just your deep, most deepest held opinion. <laughs> if if I go outside yeah, so, those lines, then uh, <laughs> you know, game's over. Yeah, and and this is the thing, people. Anybody who 
whose love is conditional is doesn't have a place in your life. That's like I I firmly believe. I mean, maybe to a reasonable degree. But th- this is the thing, man. Is well, they can be they can be there, but if if somebody is is ostracizing you because you want to explore the depths of your being, then fuck them. <laughs> and you can still love them. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I've, I've seen that happen time and time again. And it's, it's hard to love somebody who's doing that to you and who's forcing their beliefs on you. Uh, and who's gonna, who's gonna kick you out because you don't, you're not part of their fucking tribal team. But for me, it's like those, those people, are not they're not worth having around they're just getting in the way and and maybe i don't know i i think it's i think it's better to just leave those people in the fucking dust you could still love them ideally you still love them and you still care about them but like for me there there is some i kind of lose i kind of lose my respect for people who are doling out conditional love. I feel you there. And like it's not it's not worth worrying about their fucking judgments and their <laughs> their story, you know? Well, you know, it's not the, it's not worth it. No, and the I the ideal place to be and the place that I'm trying to work towards, although it's extremely difficult, is just not caring about the judgments of others in general. I mean, yeah, there's, for sure. There's a there's an aspect of also being um, humble enough to accept constructive, caring criticism. That's not. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would feedback consider is that extremely important. Very different than than judgment. Um, yeah, but yeah, if, if somebody's being judgy to me. I just kind of, I brush it aside as like, okay, <laughs> like, yeah. who are you? you know it's almost never even somebody who knows me well. Yeah, the funny thing about that is like the hardest thing to do in that situation is to not judge the person who's judging you. <laughs> That's what, what I find asshole. so ironic. Yeah. Exactly. And then like you find yourself just doing the exact same thing, but, but on on the proverbial high horse yeah uh that to me is just hilarious yeah Uh, yeah but um getting back to but it's it's another i mean we could this could actually flip back around i mean though it's really interesting in terms of this navigation process you know the judgments when we are judged and we get super because sometimes you can get judged and you can just brush it off yeah Eh. I don't care about that. But sometimes it's like really fucking triggering, right? Yeah. And then you know like okay, there's something here that I'm holding on to or that I'm there's something here that I'm not aware of that's affecting me on a subconscious level. So that can be a really powerful um kind of you know, anytime you get anytime you get triggered, like a light should go off. Why does that somewhere make me that's so like, much angrier than other comments? Yes, 
and then just watching that and noticing time and time again when that happens and then you eventually will figure out what's going on yeah so that's kind of i'm surprised that that ended up being related as well but oh yeah well there's so many things that go into this i mean i mean we're kind of trying to answer the question of like how do you make your life good being. when it's bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but, so that's super easy. Yeah, we could ter- easily turn this into a reoccurring segment, but um, we thought it fit in nicely with these uh with these other two things we're we're going into, and uh, it's about segue time. So I have something to segue this with. Um, we can we can it, a nice jumping off point that gets back to the All right. beginning of our navigation conversation it's the classic um i believe it's buddhist um metaphor of the river and this is a this is a different river than the one we were just talking about (laughs) you're not walking along this river you're floating in in this one um and the the teaching in it is that you can either like swim against the current or swim with the current and I think that what we're talking about a lot of what we're talking about these um, these intuitive feelings these synchronicities and things this is it's it's how to follow the current of the river you're we're all going we're all going along in and what happens when you do and the um, getting lost or just feeling like you're stuck and you're struggling is what's happening when you're swimming against the current and you know that's it gets into like deep esotericism but um, the it's a um, it's a Taoist type thing as well where yeah the thought is that there is a um, there's a dharma that you have, which is kind of your um, your role in life, your your most advantageous or um, I don't know how would you describe a like dharma? It's a it's a tough word to, uh, it's, to define. It's really tough because it's one of those words that's like you could just you could we could do a whole segment on pages. Dharma. you could do a whole fucking segment you could write a book you could write there have been thousands books. of books <laughs> on this fucking topic yeah on this one word yeah um but i mean to kind of like grossly simplify the idea like some people would call it like your calling yeah or your path like personal your journey through life and the the um the what path, you the path that makes you the most oh man it's like the, it's like <laughs> I got one I got one so it is the uh so uh, it's the the pathway in life that is best for you and the world around you yeah, so it's yeah, the the pathway in life maybe that r- for you to realize your ultimate potential. 
Yeah. Which and, is what you said. Yeah. And and so it's it, it it's the thought is that you're it's not just like you're calling for you it's it's your calling for the world as well like how you best fit into the the order of the universe yeah and which is the same that's also what's best for you like that's yeah the idea. exactly exactly it's like if you do follow your dharma the um like you won't everyone will be better for it including yes. yourself yes it's best best case scenario for your life basically yeah yeah, you know, I would I would consider Hank and I doing this podcast to be um, something that is is dharmic for us because we um, we've been doing this this sort of conversation for a long time. We love it; it makes us happy, and it is positive, and people enjoy it. And so it's mm. like we're, we're by putting in a little bit of extra effort into the thing that we enjoy doing it goes from all right well you know we're just enjoying our conversation enjoying our friendship to suddenly this is a something this is something that serves the world around us so mm. i would consider that to be an example of like a dharmic act where everything pretty much everything about it is good there's um there may be some suffering along the way there may be some struggle and difficulty but it's, yeah, to it's serve definitely good. not the easiest way no no, it's not the path of least resistance. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. Usually not. <laughs> Sometimes it's the path of least... Um... Oof, no. I, for me personally, it's definitely not normally the past path of least mental resistance. Oftentimes, yeah. my mind is extremely uh, resistant to the yeah. Dharma. Yeah, so I mean and so this is really interesting like you you just gave one of basically countless examples of different religions uh or philosophical or spiritual ideas and concepts that are basically uh built to aid us in this navigation right you know there's a lot of talk about how religions are just made to control people and blah 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 and for me i don't think that's why they were made that's how they were used yeah organized religion that's how it's used but the genesis in my opinion of nearly all all world religions that I've that I've looked into, to me, it looks like man, this is coming from a beautiful place. This is this is man's attempt to describe the ineffable, and this is this is a value system and a moral framework uh, which we can uh, view the world from and through yeah and it's i think one of the most important things to to think about when you're looking at religions is that they are like tools to like the 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 
the basic thought of them or the basic uh, concept of, re- of a religion is not inherently good or bad. And it's entirely how it's how it's used and expressed. And there yeah. is countless examples of it being used in both positive and negative ways. But don't let how other people use it define how you use it. And it, I definitely think that even if you're not religious in one way or another, if you don't want to follow one thing or another, it can still be extremely useful and, and um, enjoyable to um, read and study some of these concepts and teachings, especially by um, some of the the great masters of each of these religions. I mean, yeah. Um, there's there's a few people like uh, Chogim Trumpa that you you can read. You don't have to be a Buddhist to benefit from the the teachings of Chogim Trumpa. And yeah. I mean, the the thing that's so funny about this whole thing is like any of these different masters would just be appalled that there was an, a fucking organized religion that came out of what they were talking about. Like, like when I, when I think about like Buddha's teachings, like the fact that there is a religion called Buddhism, he would just be like, dude, are you guys fucking serious? Did you not listen to anything I said? Like the whole point of what he taught is that you don't have to believe anything, any of this shit. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure, dude. What the fuck? Did you not listen to anything I said? Would be the exact words of any of the religious founders. Yeah. New name yeah. it: Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, fucking Muhammad. Yeah. Anybody, any any one of them would come back and be like, "You gotta be shitting me." <laughs> I thought writing it down was enough. Hmm. But yeah, it's a. Uh, it. It's really um, difficult sometimes to get past some of these um, negative expressions. Yeah, it's actually one of the reasons why I really enjoy um, reading some of the more modern people, and sometimes even living. Like Chogan Trumpa died like not that long ago. And um, mm. he had a thing in America, and I think I've talked a little bit about him, but he was a fucking nut. Like, he, <laughs> I remember this one quote from this, like, girl that uh, that was a, that was basically an assistant to him. Like, every morning, Mr. Trump wanted a nice big glass of gin. <laughs> it was just like a complete wackadoo in so many ways. But he, that was just like, that was part of his, um, uh, his what do you what you call it? Um, I want to say tradition, uh, lineage. That's the word I was looking for. Like a lot of the the masters in the Kagyu lineage are kind of out there in their behavior, and they use it as kind of a teaching tool. Um, yeah. And uh, there's there's lots of masters that do that, but um, another person I've talked about before is Eknathishwaran. And Eknath Ishwaran, he died, I think, in the 90s, I want to say. But he is, like, absolutely fantastic. 
and everything that he says is is written, or at least most of the things that he that he's that he wrote w- was written trying to like um, teach a Westerner who was born and yeah. raised in either a secularist or a Christian household, and it's all about you know he talks about. How, doing using traffic as a is a tool to help you meditate and a tool to help you control your emotional reactions and um going to the store and and using that as like a like a way to build your willpower like walking down the candy aisle and not getting anything he's he's very like real and practical and applicable to the real world and he uses all the different religions he uses iconography from every religion and there's a ton of people like that out there. Another great, great teacher that comes from the Buddhist lineage that's alive right now that I just listened to a podcast um, uh, with uh, Duncan with is um, Sharon Salzberg. And Sharon mm. Salzberg is one of the best practical teachers, I think, alive today. Everything that she says is super applicable to your life. And is just so measured and wise, and um, uh, I, I have a, ton, a tremendous amount of respect for Sharon Salzberg, and I've read a couple of her books and listened to tons of podcasts with her. So you know, I think that it can really help you um, to navigate when lost to seek out somebody who seems to um, really have a, a good head on their shoulders and really has um, some wise words to say. Now, that can be a very dangerous trap, especially if yeah. you're in a bad way. But I, I know that me personally, um, these various teachers were absolutely crucial to for me navigating out of like the worst times of my life. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, there's a thing about about that, which is like, you know, Sharon, for example, like she there there is obviously a big part of she's been influenced a lot by Buddhist psychology. And like so a big part of it is like she's not telling you what's true and what to believe and how the universe works like it's there's a lot of very practical stuff and then and then it's kind of maybe it's uh not explicit but it's you it's this implicit understanding of like this is what it has been my experience and sharing what i have learned like this yeah. is what i've learned and just sharing that rather than and it, and it's like it can be it's a really su- it can feel like a really subtle difference uh, but there is a difference there, and you can hopefully you can tell the difference between that somebody who's really trying to help, and then somebody who's trying to take advantage of you. Um, yeah, because those people exist, unfortunately. They do, and you know the one of the easiest indicators is how much money are they asking from you. Yeah. Because Sharon Salzberg's books are cheap, Eknath Ishwaran's books are dirt cheap, and yeah, you know all the all pretty much all the masters that I've read or listened to try to put out as much like free stuff as possible. 
Sharon has a um, she has a podcast on the Be Here Now network, and it's free. She goes on tons of podcasts. There's lots of YouTube videos and stuff. So they like if somebody's trying to put out a lot of free stuff, not charging a lot, um, isn't isn't uh, ending each teaching with a uh, with a request for an offering and a tithe. That's a, that's probably a bad sign if, uh, yeah. if at the end of every message. And now brings us to the lesson of generosity. Please be generous right. to me. I'm yeah, going to pass so, around this yeah. golden plate. And I'd like to see right. some change from your pockets. <laughs> Fill that plate up yeah. and it's going to go straight to the Lord. It's funny because it also makes me think about it's very important, I think, when you're looking at some of these different traditions, teachers is like, if they can't laugh at themselves, then just back out. Oh yeah. That's another good one. You don't want anybody taking themselves too seriously. Yeah. I think that that's probably one of the, one of the biggest, at least it's just criminal how fucking serious Everybody is taking their lives, including myself. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's just ridiculous how... Uh, how, But again, it, co- it comes back to that kind of... It's a very, like, egoic state mm-hmm. to think uh, that... that uh, well, I was <laughs> just about to say that that, that particular thought of, like taking yourself too seriously. Um, that's one really great aspect of religion, at least most religions in how they're supposed to be expressed. There's plenty of counterexamples to this, but um, like the core teachings of most religions very much are anti-egoic and are about like, look, God or the divine or, you know, something... Atman, that's what's important. You you aren't important. This human body you're sitting in, that's not what's important. And that is yeah. a huge oh, lesson that people need to learn because it is. We I, I think that we there's never been a time when there's been a stronger feeling of I'm the hero of the story in everyone's minds. Yeah. And it's so interesting because, like, the mis the misinterpretation of you as an ego aren't important is that I'm is that you are unimportant, but that's not true either. No. So it's like, cause that's you know the thing of like, oh my fucking body is a sinful fucking I'm just a <laughs> piece of shit. You can't do that's anything. True. Like that's the other side of it is like, oh I'm just a fucking worm. Uh, which that's bullshit. Also, yeah. that's just a different. That's still the ego. Like yeah, that's playing a different type a, a of different game. <laughs> yeah. 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 And that's what one one reason I really like the um. The, the Hindu mythology of like oh you're basically just a puppet that uh, the, the divine is is coming into because it wanted to tell a story 
and mm. this whole thing is is just uh it's it's the classic shakespeare quote of it's a divine comedy the world the world is a stage and we are but players upon it yeah and um oh wait wait I, hang on a sec i want to break out the full quote because the full quote is so good I'm sorry. This is only take a take a second, folks. Is a stage. Jamie, look that up for me. His name is Jimmy, dude. J- Jimmy, look that up for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here you go. You ready? All ready. the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts. There's more to it, but it gets long and drawn out and goes into a whole bunch of different things. But that's the part that I wanted to to get. I love that. Mm. That quote... Um, I heard that quote first whenever I was... Or at least, I'm sure I heard it before this, but it there was a moment whenever I was probably 16 that that quote like blew my blew the top off of my brain. <laughs> like I got to thinking about that quote for like a month, and it it changed my entire perspective on the world. Hmm. Yeah, it makes it's just it takes so much pressure off of ourselves when we Mm -hmm. accept that we're fucking we all are putting on the mask and we're putting on a show and it's fucking epic it's dramatic it's comedic it's tragic it's but that's it Mm -hmm. and let's fucking make the most out of it yeah. stop uh, sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves i mean that's <laughs> that if that's, if that's story, the part dude. that you want to play then yeah. go for it but it's so funny because at a certain point it's just like okay i'm done playing this part like yeah. i want to play a different part now and sometimes all it takes for us to realize that is suffering f- deeply for a long time <laughs> yeah until we can, we're ready to fucking peel off the mask. Yeah, and that's okay. Um, People love a good yeah. tragedy. They love a good sob yeah. story. You know, you, I'm sure you've got a great audience when you're in that dark, deep place where you're just like, "Fucking hate my life. Why?" <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a lot of and, uh, there's a lot of people doing that, and that's totally fine. But you don't have to be that. You don't have to play that role. That's the that's the yeah, most that's... beautiful part of this is that you do exactly. have a certain amount of choice in what role you play. You're given a certain yeah, set I mean, of parameters. We're... Yeah, we're all going to end up when we're floating downstream, we're going to end up in the ocean. But we can decide which bank which bank <laughs> we want to swim towards. We can we can play around in the middle. We can go go off in some eddies and spin around for a while yeah in that ocean you know what that is oh sweet sweet release the sweet embrace of the, the abyss 
Well, you know, uh, this uh, this view can't of the, wait. Of the world. I know. Well, this view of the world lo- turns death in, in, from like the greatest tragedy of being a human being into like the the ultimate joke. Because Dude, it's finally, like, oh, I can finally shedding the mortal coil. Yeah. And just fucking letting it all go. The final outbreath. The final. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you, and then you get to go to the after party. <laughs> but uh but that that's a surprise. That is most definitely it's a surprise party. A surprise. That's what I mean that's what makes it so interesting. Mm-hmm. If we knew what was going to happen then it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah. What's the um What's the the Dawkins quote? Um, Death is the anesthesia that dulls the pain of life, or something like that. Jesus Christ! <laughs> such a fucking oh man, <laughs> that guy is such a Debbie Downer. So, in conclusion, we're all gonna die. We are in a massive cosmic play, divine comedy, tragedy. And we get to decide what character we want to play. We can play all kinds of different characters. So choose wisely. Or don't. Or don't. I would suggest, and Hank and I, we would suggest you choose wisely. But it's if you don't, that's going to be okay, too. Yeah. It's just going to be a little bit shittier for you. All right, everybody. I think that's the wrap-up for the day. Thanks again for tuning in. We love you. And we will see you in a week. There you have it, folks. As always, we are eternally grateful that you've tuned in yet again. Thank you so much. Now, before I let you go, we have one small favor to ask of you. It's time to take action. Press the buttons, follow, subscribe, rating, all that stuff. It actually helps us out a ton. And we would be most appreciative if you would take a few moments to do that for us. Either way, thanks again for tuning in here. Much love.